2: we are back with another episode this week. We're discussing children of the night from 1991 as picked by Scott, a film in which every actor thinks they're in a different movie. As far <laughs> as I can tell. Yes, correct. I am baffled by this movie. <laughs> Actually, it's, a it's a real just, head scratcher. Yeah. So Scott, let's, what, what led us down the path to children of the night?
1: So I knew that you're going to ask this question and i i was like i gotta prep myself i i need to make sure that i remember why i picked this and i don't i don't remember why i picked this i don't have an answer (laughs) for you i want to say that it came up as like a suggested movie on youtube or something and i was like i've never heard of this it's vampires i watched the first seven or eight minutes i'm like this shit is weird we could get an episode out of Scott,
2: it. Scott saw Tata's magazine, and he's like, yeah. well, we've got to <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> no, um, so, Scott, from what I've researched, all right, which there's not a lot of There's not a lot on this movie. There's not a I lot. If you had told me that this movie was shot to be a comedy and then Fango forced them to make it more of a horror movie, I would believe that because mm-hmm. it's so wildly uneven yeah. <laughs> on like, what genre it is. But I am willing to put money down that this is... The worst film by low key your favorite director, Tony Randall. <laughs> A man who brought us Hellraiser two. He brought us Amityville nineteen ninety two. And he brought time. us Ticks. Which I and, just bought
0: from Vinegar Syndrome because it was ten dollars today. Tics? No, um uh, Amityville ninety two. Oh, 92. It's about time. oh yeah. man. Ticks I I'm not sure. I'll pull it trigger is, on.
1: And that's so weird because I didn't even connect the dots but you
0: couldn't tell by all the hellbound hellraiser 2 set pieces that they used <laughs> like and reused
1: in this movie
0: if they did that blind trick one more time in karen black's room i don't know what the fuck i was gonna do
1: <laughs> you know in retrospect i get it i see it but i think that there's so much more ticks in this movie than hellbound hell there's a lot more ticks dude to- yeah this this
2: movie has I, so, I mean, I'll, I'll play my card early, and I think that most of us are on the same boat. This is not a movie I really liked that much, I but I not was fascinated by I, it.
1: Yes, it was transfixing. Was, and, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: It was. it was. Which is what a vampire
2: should be, and a vampire yeah. does. I was glued. Yeah, there was directorial <laughs> decisions. that. Had, there's so many bizarre angles and close-ups that make zero sense what like when when we're introduced to our hero of this movie and we're going to put hero in major major oh,
0: quotes here man dude what what the fuck does that
2: guy do i have no clue but the mom of the daughter who he's teaching is yelling at him but it it almost never shows her it's just close-ups it of her this, mouth like
1: this rip on her lip that we yeah. never really there's no explanation i thought that was going to come back around Unless I missed it. You want to know how I
0: got these? (laughs) I was in Children of the Night, 1992. (laughs) No, but no answers.
2: Do do we all get to watch this because of King Gore on YouTube? Was that uh, a... Yes. Quick shout out to King Gore. yeah Yeah.
1: i loved the uh i love the fact that this movie has this major like 30 second disclaimer that's like i don't own this this is just to share obscure horror with other people please don't take it down
2: yeah with some sweet techno beat playing in the background. (laughs) yeah
1: i was like is this the theme song because i'm down for it but it wasn't
2: it was not well so was I the only one that combed through some of the comments after he was done watching I it on too. YouTube?
1: Oh, I did. I, did I you see Wow, my, I was watching it.
2: Yeah, uh, did you see my favorite comment, which I copied verbatim from uh, Kren Cottrell, who said, Curious about the following. <laughs> <laughs> one, how did Lucy manage to escape the crypt as Cindy was being killed? Two, how and when did Lucy's grandmother become a vampire? Three, how did Frank manage to get Cindy and Karen chained into a different room? Four, was that cocoon just Karen and Frank having some type of vampire? Had, well,
1: there were two cocoons, weren't there?
2: It was so dark. I didn't see anything. Dude, yeah, yeah. It's... I could see more in that room than the underwater footage at the beginning of this movie. I was oh, like, yeah. what the fuck the am I supposed to even insane. be looking at? The,
1: when the grandma gets a, gets a golf club to the head, you don't actually see anything. No. It's like this was supposed to be
0: edited for TV, which is weird. It, there was one TV edit that happened at the beginning of the movie, and then no, like it made me look to see if it was a TV movie, and then no other like cut to black commercial break edits. in the whole, cut to the Karen whole movie,
2: Black. Cut to Karen Black <laughs> commercial. Break. Well done. The, but the other thing, like maybe I went into this with too high of an expectation because, like, I hopped on Wiki and I was like, "What even is this shit?" and like i looked at the reception like the the release and and reception thing and it was like oh it it played at the toronto film festival and the only note was that one critic was like it was the best film at the festival and he described it as like an absolutely disgusting vampire yeah, film and I'm, like, and I'm like what are you talking about like have this you is never so watched tame? any movies ever <laughs> yeah, like, oh, the
1: weirder thing about this is that this is a fango movie but it's one of 3 from the early yeah. 90s along with
0: mind mind warp is one of them and then
1: severed ties which i've never heard of but severed mind ties. warp is that one with uh, it's like the sci-fi one with bruce campbell
2: right i think so um, Fango has had a terrible history with trying to put out movies. Do you remember? I want to say it was eight or nine years ago when they tried to put another film out in theaters called Creature, and it went on to be one of the biggest bombs in like cinema history. I think it made like six hundred dollars.
0: I yes, Sid Hegg's in it. I own a a snap wristband uh, promo for one of the, for Creature, uh, which I'm very proud of, actually. For the, for the Patriot. It's not a
2: terrible movie, actually. For, was it not for bad? It yeah, I mean, I, was... I saw... So, yeah, it was 2011. They released Creature. It was the first film since the 90s that Fango, like, was directly tied to the release of. And its budget was $3 million. And it grossed $533,000 in its box office. Oh, my guys. God. Fango has not had an amazing history on i remember this movies. this one cover but that's yeah.
1: it i don't i don't think i watched it well and
0: then they did a whole bunch of um just like direct-to-dvd distribution stuff that i remember seeing in blockbuster a lot like one was like access I, I don't know i'm making titles up but there was a handful of um you know direct-to-dvd stuff that they did which seemed like it would have been a better market but i always just think that they like i love fangoria you know i like but i think like they just—that's obviously not their bag—is putting out their own movies, and then when they think it is their bag, it's too late. It's yeah. like it, it's the the ship has sailed.
2: Well, I I think that it comes down to this thing where us as horror fans will will be so loyal, <laughs> like so and loyal, forgiving. like Fango so Fango could be terrible for like a decade, and. I don't think a single subscriber would cancel their subscription because they're just <laughs> like, there's no other horror things. You know what I mean? Like right. the quality of shutter films could plummet over the next four years and not a single person would cancel their shutter subscription because w- we're I just like, be. yeah, right. we're like, no, I need this. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like
1: I, the amount of shit that I've watched on shutter and that's a great, that's a great parallel, Matt. It is. Um, the amount of shit that I've watched on shutter in the last three months has been minimal, yeah. But it doesn't mean that I'm gonna be like, well, you know, it's like with Netflix. I'm like, man, I could really take it or leave it. Shutter. I'm like, yeah. I'm, always a, I'm a lifer, option. you know. <laughs> like, yeah. it's
2: it's not, it's not going anywhere. But I think as horror fans, and this is a prime example, right? Like 1991, we've been trained since children <laughs> that like being a horror fan is. You wade through a lot of shit (laughs) to find that one show, right? Yeah, like that one (laughs) special thing. Like I've heard someone say this, and I and I won't say their name because they turned out to be a massive piece of shit. But uh (laughs) Scott Roger. Oh (laughs) (laughs) No last names. There was a guy who did a video about wrestling and he he said like ninety nine percent of the time wrestling is the worst garbage you could possibly be watching, but that one percent of the time that it's amazing like makes up for the, the shit that you've sat through for like 10 years. And I feel like that is so applicable to watching horror movies is like you go through so many bad horror movies in your life, but then you find this one like hidden gem when you find like a Phantom of the Paradise or you find like, The lost, the last shark, like these, like golden nuggets that we like just parade around and celebrate. (laughs)
0: Absolutely, and now Children of the Night, God, Uh, oh yeah, right up there. The the experience
1: that I had with watching this one was, it went from me thinking that this was a lost gem to being like, oh, there's a reason why this movie is forgotten. Yeah, because it really it. Starts pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah, when I see those lungs out of a body. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I love oh, yeah. the
2: vampire mythos, yes. but no, I it's... just don't like the movie. <laughs> no, I, the point where I immediately started to think, "Ooh, <laughs> this might be bad." Is when we meet the priest Frank who is just oh fucking he's performing for the cheap seats in every scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. You realize you're on a sound stage, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it's he's bad. Dude, he's real bad. But I thought he was the worst actor in the movie. Then I met the cop and I thought, no, She's it's worse. the cop that's She's the worst so actress in the movie. But then I met Tata's kid and I was like, dear God, well, where no, did they okay, get so these the, actors? The
1: tata's kid is okay. The Tata's kid is bad but he's also like 12 and you're not expecting a 12 year old to have gravitas
2: (laughs) gravitas god damn it shockingly this was his only acting role i couldn't believe it. you
1: are lying to me that that could that kid could have easily been on one episode of one show on nickelodeon in 1992
0: speaking of only like minimal credits did you guys see did anybody else see the writer the main writer Mm -mm. and hit the rest of his credits so it's this movie and then it's hundred and twenty some odd episodes of Numbers. He must have created and wrote oh. the, the show Numbers.
2: I've never seen a second of Numbers, but I know the box art.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, right. And then like one other movie after that, and I was just like, I, I mean, talk that's about two
1: more movies than I've written. so I mean, that's it, true. like yes,
0: and uh, and many a season of of <laughs> show that I can't even imagine.
2: It's just such a shoddily made movie. Like in it's every about, like Goosebumps. I thought it was gonna be it a Goosebumps episode. So good episode. though, like. There are some really, really good shots. Mm. No, I actually think the directing is probably the part that I have the least complaint about because it's ambitiously directed. You're giving him too much credit, my dude. No, but what I mean by like ambitiously directed is like if I was to make this movie, it'd be a whole lot of establishing shots wide shots and like medium shots. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought to do cre- the the angles and the close-ups that he chose to do like it almost feels like a John Waters movie. You know what I mean? Like John Waters yeah. would do that type of like abstract shit. The problem is that the source material doesn't justify the nope. the visual ideas of it. But then there's, did you guys catch what might be the part that made me laugh the hardest? And I was not supposed to be laughing at this. So at the end of the movie, the the two girls, I know the one is Lucy, I forget who her friend is. That's Cindy? like Cindy. Cindy and Lucy are going back to the crypt to take down yeah. the main vampire. And it is painfully obvious that something happened to just Cindy's dialogue because her voice is like so obviously adr but when Lucy talks, it's clear that she's not in ADR'd. the Yeah, she's like and in just, the, <laughs> the crypt.
0: Half of that scene is a shot of the full moon, and yes. then it cuts to from behind Cindy finishing up. I, yeah. I know, I watched that exact part, yeah. and I know I was just like... <laughs> I, it's, it's a lot of, ex, like, the problem is, too, it's a lot of explanation of the like more of the mythos yeah, it's, it like, it's like it's like the was last literally. part of the mythos <laughs> of the vampires which happened a lot like this movie needed a lot had a lot of explaining to do uh as far as like what and i mean nothing was majorly different as far as any other vampire lore I, I do like, like the way
1: they sleep uh, but they didn't even keep with that mythos like no, no, they, they said didn't. that they they sleep the way they died and it okay so cindy or whoever um mm-hmm. Was drowned, and so she sleeps in a bathtub with her lungs outside of her mouth, which is a genius idea. I love it. It's so. Gross. It was gross, and it was and, great. and she like sucks it back
2: in when she wakes up at night. Yeah. at sundown. and that was before I knew it was a bad movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was yeah. still yeah. early was enough early in out. where I'm like, oh, this is this is. So yeah. set I was on board, chance. and I was like, Karen Black is not it, and I know that she's she like, goes full eye too. Um, it's like, oh, and Chocolate a... Chip Charlie is up in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Well, the thing
1: is that he is awful in this movie. I, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if he's actually good at anything, but I
2: I genuinely think that every every actor thought they were in a different type of movie you know what i mean no, like I, I think you're right but at the same time this movie is a comedy it's a comedy
1: that was just it's like fucking up from the depths where it was written directed and edited as a comedy and then
2: somebody had to make it be a horror movie yeah roger corman fine. was like no we're gonna make this a horror film and then it's like everything that you watch you're like i just wish that they kept it what it was, which was like a, a send-off, like a send-up to Jaws. Like, we're going to make a bad Jaws exactly. parody. Oh, oh, what was that what was sound? That?
1: <laughs> I, I like how you're trying to be sneaky about it. I was we're at children of the sneaky. night. We have great hearing.
0: Right, no, no, no beer for me tonight because I'm trying to get over something, but I have a blood orange hop hot water. Hot. Nice. Oh, look at
2: that. Oh, and
1: I have something as well. Um, which I will probably drink three sips of because I don't like it, but um, I like the name. And I yeah. meant to use this for John Carpenter's Vampires, but I forgot that it was in the back of the fridge, so found it tonight. Original Sin, dry rose cider. It's oh, not good, very nice, but oh, I like the name nice. Original Sin because it implies vampires.
0: Yes, very nice. I want
2: to talk a little bit about the grandmother in this movie. Do we
0: need to talk about? <laughs>
2: So I just want to bring up two things. Thing number one, Scott, if you're going to eventually make this album that you and I have talked about forever, where it's literally just horror movie audio clips and then whatever (laughs) music you want to put after it, you have to use the sample of the grandma yelling, "Let's, it's party time!" (laughs) Like, but also there was a one of my notes says, "Is this grandmother listening to Ween?" Because like he that music is so weird. I have a note about it too. I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was, but it was so out there that I'm like, this sounds like Dean Ween is doing like some weird falsetto. It was like like Dean Ween is higher
1: than normal and doesn't have a record company who's trying to rein him in. Yeah, Uh, it was very weird, very bad. I didn't like it. There's so much about this movie that I truly disliked, but at the end of the day, I'm
0: happy that we
1: experienced it. You know, yeah. it's not one I would have picked. Like, no, it's not I, like
0: even in my rate. I actually don't even think I knew. Like, the cover art didn't ring a bell for me. No, this I, was I, a total nothing. Well, well, this totally wasn't a total blind watch. This was an almost blind watch for me. Oh yeah, but you got
1: twenty minutes on it, us. It's the thing is that no, I had ten minutes 10 on minutes, you. Excuse me. I mean, like that, <laughs> which were the, the best parts of, part of the movie. movie honestly, <laughs> yeah. by the time you get to the the third act, I was dying. I was like, is this over? Because, but here's the thing that I really did like when and Kyle said that Karen Black goes full deadite. Fucking love that shit. Poor Karen Black is wearing the biggest prosthetic vampire teeth that she can't talk around and I just feel like this would have been so much better if they hadn't ed-wooded that part. Yeah. This movie is kind of unsavable in that it's so dumb. Yeah. Like every every situation is contrived. All the characters are 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 unlikable more or less. Nobody's really acting. But there is a bit of charm in that, maybe it's not charm, but I feel like I understood something about watching this movie and discussing with you guys so far. Hellbound is cheese. Yeah. Like, I rewatched Hellbound
2: three months ago or something like that on Shudder. It's so cheesy. It's cheesy, but it's it's the best cheesy that we got out of a Hellraiser movie for oh, a very yeah. long it's, time. It's it's super <laughs> fun.
1: But I'm also thinking like, I love cheese. You know, like I yeah. love a cheesy fucking horror movie. It's my bread and butter, bread and butter and cheese, apparently. But um give me all the dairy. Grilled cheese sandwich, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, grubs. But I just feel like this lacked
2: some sort of angle i don't think it was a money thing so so let me so let me bring this up it's called children of the night which is not a great title super forgettable but something that i was noticing in the movie that i was like will they explain this and it would tie to the name more is that it felt like only the adults became full-fledged vampires and then they were like feeding off of their kids and i'm like what a interesting angle because like I don't know. It's the the vampires are so fucking weird in this movie because yeah. they're they're not like they're not turning people into vampires really, but they're also not like fully eating people. They've kind of just got this suck 'em, chuck 'em situation going with all of the the characters in the movie. Trademark.
1: <laughs> also, uh, you know, we could make that a whole app. All
0: right, guys. <laughs> suck 'em. And shut them. Okay, <laughs> that's my that's my favorite thing that right, you said.
2: But the like you're right. Like the yeah. ending is so goofy and ridiculous, and b- honestly, the coolest scene in the movie. They can live after being staked in the chest. Yeah, then they just the got point? some splinters in their in their hearts.
1: So here's a question, and I definitely wasn't paying enough attention. That I hope that one of the two of you guys were. So no one turned anyone, right? I don't think and that's Are what I'm talking about. The only person turning anyone is the 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 elder vamp,
0: right? Yes. Right, who just likes that town, I guess, so he's not gonna like go yeah, anywhere I else. I just don't like Well that like that's the weird thing. That's like the the least effective vampire. Well, I guess it's not maybe he's retired. I don't Imagine... know. Like he's just retired to this town and is just living off of his
2: pension. Imagine if you will. Because I feel like with the direction at least, it was getting close to this. But like imagine if this movie was like Meet the Applegates but with vampires. Hell yeah. And it was like and it was way more of like a statement about like being kind of a zombie in a suburban town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like the same way that like George Romero was trying to make some comment about consumerism in Dawn of the Dead, like making this comment about like the comfort of the suburbs and the the, mm-hmm. the blandness of it where it's like these people are just like roaming around as vampires and like still going about their day-to-day like the doctor still like there's some there there is an angle if you tried but it felt like no one was interested in finding any angle at some point no and you're so right like uh, something
0: about feeding off the kids would be would be great some sort of like even if it was like some sort of twist of like the kids aren't living off of them but they're like i don't know but it's also 19 it's also also 1991 (laughs) and apparently it's very clear that it's 1991 it feels it's the most it
1: looks like every kid on tiktok so you you know it's ninety one.
0: <laughs> you know, you know yeah, right, right, right. But no, you're right. like that's actually a great point. Like if it was if it was just a little bit more like Meet the Applegates, I think we'd all be a lot happier.
1: Yes. I mean, I'm not upset about the watch. I'm just no, I'm not actually, ever right. going to watch it again or suggest it to anybody.
0: No, if it ever gets like a, a like an upgrade or a transfer, uh, it's not going on the shelf.
2: So. Yeah, no, I, I am content with this being the only time I've watched this movie. And I feel like historically, horror Movie Night does not have a great track record with any films about vampires. Honestly, no. Dracula 2000. I can't believe I missed Dracula 2000. Oh, you missed That's it twice because we also did a soundtracking episode. God damn it.
0: <laughs> hey. Do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to
2: take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. All right, Scott, you pick this. What would you double feature it with? You know,
1: I just feel like in tone, this movie would be... So well suited to be followed by something that's also real light, near dark. All right, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's light on all. It just hits the just hits the brightness on all of it. Yeah, the yeah. there.
2: Jesus. um wow. How about you, Kyle?
0: <laughs> I felt ice cream man vibes like right Dude, out. Dude, oh, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. And I was just like, you know, this this. There's some good effects. There's some weird, you know, Dutch angles. It's very '91, as I said before. I thought you were and, gonna say Dutch um, Evans. <laughs> a lot of Dutch they're, ovens. They're in there too, I, dude. You know what? I can't believe Karen Black and her daughter were in that room for so long. And then, and then he, she watched him like watched her like seduce the priest. Real uncomfortable. Um. Anyway, Ice Cream Man's my double feature.
2: <laughs> so, I. <laughs> For for a long period of time, because I could not figure out what the fuck I would want to watch with this. So at one point I had the Goonies written down just because the crypt scene, like when they're floating in the water, kind of reminded me Mm -hmm. of like the deleted octopus scene. Um, But then it was when her friend is like talking to Lucy and she's just like, let's just go back and fuck up this dude's day. And there was something about the way that the two of them were talking to each other and that kind of like devil may care attitude or whatever i don't know i don't know how to describe it but their relationship started to give me a little bit of a ginger snaps vibe towards the very end and i was like all right i'd watch it'd make my night better for sure yeah that
1: would make the night better but here's the thing is i don't see them as a sister duo i think i see them as a sapphic duo because the one girl that's a subplot that i completely forgot about very beginning when she's like you know why'd you fuck my boyfriend and she's like he was just there And by the way, like, it's not that good anyway. And I'm like, you're in love with each other. Just, you know, like, kiss. And this
0: whole town was just trying to ship Lucy and that goddamn school teacher instead. (laughs) It was (laughs) fucking terrible. She's
1: like 17 and he's 30. And he was giving me serious Corey Feldman 1991 vibes. Do you know who he is? I looked, and I didn't recognize him from anything. Maybe I I don't know it.
2: him from anything, but he's Dom DeLuise's son. It's Peter DeLuise, 21 <laughs> yeah. Jump Street. I I have never seen an actor look less like his father exactly. in my entire life. No kidding. Life. Yes. No like, kidding. No. That's, like, why, that's why he didn't get any
0: much further, uh, no. because the nepotism was not full-blown. No, nepotism uh, can only enough. take
2: you so far, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about nepotism in the... Um, what do we watch? Hey, speaking of which, hey, Scott, what did you watch this week? Well, okay, so...
1: I wanted to. I want to preface it. I'll continue that story, and then I'll tell you what I watched. I want to tell you what Megan watched or was watching when she was like just chilling over the holidays.
2: She was watching and criticizing Emily in Paris, which I believe Chris Fafalius loves. A bunch of people told me that I would love Emily in Paris because I like that type of like wholesome bullshit. But it is um, so bullshit. <laughs> like. here's the thing is lily
1: Al- lily uh collins
2: oh one of the most gorgeous human beings that has ever walked this
1: planet who can't fucking act she is so incredibly captivatingly gorgeous and so terrible at her job and the tv show is just dumb as fuck so yeah emily in paris is bad and i really want to know what Christopher alias uh sees in it besides You know lily collins anyway so i want to talk about a movie that i watched this morning because i couldn't sleep and it was just playing on hulu it's called boss level have you heard of this movie no so let me tell you the cast it came out in 2020 it's it's a groundhog day sci-fi action movie where it's a guy who's like reliving the same day over and over again yeah listen to this cast this is the cast in order of imdb frank grillo who um you may not know him by name but he's the guy that plays crossbones in um captain america uh okay. like captain america movies so he's like an agent of shield and then he becomes but he's actually hydra and then he becomes crossbones in i want to say that's age of ultron but he's like well-known action guy mel fucking gibson naomi watts and michelle yo is it are in it, and ken Whoa. young are in it will sasso is in it <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm watching this, this movie? and I and I'm not. I'm on my. I'm not on my phone. I'm. I'm just watching it on my iPad with no sound. I'm watching it with subtitles, and I'm like, "Wow, that's Michelle Yo." I'm like, "That guy looks familiar." That is that. The, is that Crossbones? Yeah, that's Crossbones. I'm like, his his ex wife. That's Naomi Watts. And then I'm like, "Wait a minute." The bodyguard is Will fucking Sasso, of of uh Mad TV fame. And then I'm like, "Wait a minute." The big bad is Mel fucking Gibson. It's a crazy movie, dudes. It's popcorn as fuck, but it is mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I wouldn't watch it a second time. It is so dumb. It's not horror, but it's horror adjacent cuz it's sci-fi. So, yeah. Uh, right. highly recommend one watch, especially if you have Doritos.
0: All right. <laughs> I want you to don't worry, darling. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you, you know, don't eh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I went in I went in deep, pretty Blind, um, you know. Enough time has passed since the all the press outlets yeah. and all the you know junket drama or screening drama stuff that like it just didn't have anything right, like no real weight or merit to it. I mean, it's fun. Like for me, it's like fun to be like, oh, that was part of it. Cool. Um, you know, whatever. You know, I think I I knew that there was a negative reaction to it, a relatively negative reaction to it. But again. I don't know. I went in like pretty low expectations and fucking looks great. I love, I really enjoyed the world that they built. You know what I mean? Like, and the, the tributes that they paid to a lot of other classic films, particularly genre films that came before it. Ultimately, like the people kept talking about a twist. I I didn't feel such because of our like prior knowledge of things and how these things kind of happen in movies that we've seen beforehand. But I also had a fun time with it, like you know, we had to watch it in two sittings, uh, because life happens. And oh, I thought it was because I, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like the next day we went, back. like that happens sometimes, and we don't go back to a movie, and it just mm-hmm. sort of like whatever. We, I was, Carly was the one who was like, I really don't want to watch the rest of it. And I was like, <laughs> I, I do, like I really enjoyed this sort of like this utopia that they built that then got uh, destroyed from within and um i don't think that's a spoiler i hope no everybody knows that from the previous also that movie came out months ago you're fine yeah 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 and some decent acting i mean to see nick kroll come out real quick uh was always was fun
1: can't go wrong with florence Pugh.
0: And she was just, uh, she was just, she's a star, dude. She's an For absolute sure. star. Yeah. She's such a powerhouse. Harry Styles was fine too. Like I didn't have any real issues with him. And, he just made um, a mistake by banging Olivia Wilde. Right. I mean, that's just. I <laughs> that mean, was just a mistake. <laughs> that was just a mistake. It was me- just an oopsie. <laughs> it was an oopsie. Um, Still <laughs> gonna get
1: a, a do-over. It's fine. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's he'll a-
0: he'll he'll come out of this clean. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Hey, nobody should worry about Harry in the, on this
2: one. I did watch. A movie that bafflingly was pulled a week after being in theaters so that Netflix could reap the benefits of it being on their streaming app, uh, *Glass Onion*, *The Knives Out*. Oh, sequel. that was only a week. It was out for a week. It was like the number one movie in the box office, and they're like, "All right, pull it so we can put it on Netflix for streaming," um, which isn't a bad thing i also watched it with my parents which meant that a two and a half hour movie became a four hour watching experience because <laughs> there was multiple bathroom intermissions it's fun i think <laughs> that the first knives out is a better is a better mystery Agreed. and a better yeah. movie but i had fun with it i mean it's it's another one of those movies where it's like fucking i don't know why but dave batista man just like he's every so role. Fun to he's watch. so he's so charismatic i i read an article where someone was just like why are we even acting like it's up for debate on who the greatest wrestler turned actor is? Like, it's Dave Bautista? Like,
1: well, it's because he, he he has heart. And he's like, as soon as he got the, the, the Drax uh, casting, he went out and took as many acting classes as he could.
2: He just takes risks. More risks than any of the... Like, Hulk Hogan was just Hulk Hogan in the movies that he did back in the right. 80s. But even, like, John Cena and The Rock, like they don't really stray too far from like what like
1: peacemaker let's 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 keep it to like cena and the peacemaker series from last year you're right he's just himself he's playing the character a toned down version of this character from
2: yeah yeah they're not veering too far where it's like you'll get batista and he'll do that pg kids movie where he like looks like a total idiot but he'll also do like like he has the comedy chops. It took forever for even John Cena to start leaning into comedy because he was just like action star for right. But that, a and while. then, when he does
0: lean into comedy, it's just John Cena saying funny things. It's yeah, not, which is it's great. It's, which I is mean, great. A, I like. I love it. Look, it's, no complaints.
2: Yeah. But but it is. It's almost like. It's almost like the comedy of John Cena is because we all know that he's such a nice, wholesome person that it's like, (laughs) let's just have him say things that aren't nice and wholesome. And people will be like, that John Cena, he can do anything. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's 100% it. That's it. But like Dave Batista, it's like, yeah, like he embodies Drax, And then he like, you know, he shows up in Glass Onion. He's like this super right-wing twitch vlogger and you like buy into it but yet you still kind of am charmed by him because it's dave batista like it's very it's very strange and then someone else uh, i another friend posted a thing that i had to agree with too where they said like watching glass onion it reminds me that it is insane how many times edward norton has been nominated but not received in a a single oscar for his acting abilities because he is Another dude who can play like 14 different characters and be believable in every single role that you toss him into. So that's true. So, yeah,
1: Kyle, did you watch Glass Onion yet?
2: I've not seen either. Oh, or Knives uh, Out. Knives on, yeah, Knives Out. Knives Knives Out is what call it. I I (laughs) rewatched Knives Out with my dad because he hadn't seen it and he wanted to watch it before Glass Onion. And I'm like, this movie still works for me.
1: I mean, so Megan and I watched Glass Onion on uh,
2: New Year's Eve. And yeah. it's fun. I, I figured out so much. Like with Knives Out, I didn't really, I had my suspicions, but I couldn't put the pieces and the motive together quite yet. But like an hour into Glass Onion, I'm like, oh, of course, it's yeah, this. this, this, this. I, I saw a good review too, where it's like, hey, maybe unless like COVID is super crucial to the plot line, maybe we can yeah, stop it was writing way that. Too, like- I was, yeah away. I was just like I don't need to be reminded of this these people could just be going on a vacation like it doesn't have to be like we're taking a break from COVID like it was it just was a very, a very weird... weird choice yeah interesting but we'll be back next week with a, an old faithful classic uh, that is sure to to really kick in 2023 into the gear that it needs to be set to uh, and we'll be back with more Horror Movie Night